Are you ready for what God wants to do this morning? Say, God wants to do it not for me, but through me. See, there's a difference when you think God must do it and uh, God do it for me. He said, no, no, I've already done that on Calvary. I want to do it now through you. Now, in September, and this team did excellent last Sunday. I did the 8 o'clock service and just, I think, greet maybe night. Then I did that. And then off to the airport, flew in, arrived in uh, Johannesburg, preached that night, fly back on Monday. And here we are this morning. We must pray for certain families this morning. The, uh, the Van der Merwe family lost their father. And we pray for them and that God will help them. We pray also for Sam and Sana and the Brits family. And also for the Geldenhuis family, Pastor Dion. Friday I was scheduled to do a funeral of a husband and wife, the steward husband and wife that passed away. And while I was waiting, I got the phone call from Carl that Dion passed away. And that was very touchy. He was the senior pastor right now at the lighthouse. And then a few minutes before two, when I came up here, Sana sent me the message about Pietrus Pastor when I had an appointment with him uh, that afternoon. And uh, I've learned, don't postpone stuff you have and pray for them. And thank God that they all knew Jesus. That's the plus points and everything we have at the moment. And we hear to be life changers. Now, September month, uh, we spoke on, uh, we start in August by building strong. Turn to somebody, say you must build strong in your life. You see, this journey that you are on, there's enemies out there. And there's a real devil. It's not your mother-in-law <laughs> or, or, or some brother or a pastor. No, no, there's a devil. Now, the new teachings goes out, and it was in the newspaper. The devil is only if you think he is there. Otherwise, he doesn't exist. Now, that's really penny baloney. Read my lips. The devil is there. I can tell you, I've cast devils out by the grace of God. And you have laid your hands on the sick and God healed people and did miracles. So there is a devil. And the Bible says we war against principalities. Sometimes, just see if the city clerk is not here. Municipalities and uh, forces of darkness and Satan himself. And that's why Paul comes in Ephesians chapter 6 and he says, and he instructs us, be strong. Somebody say, be strong. Now he said, strong in what? He says, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Not your own strength, not your own ability. You will discover your and my strength has expiration dates. <laughs> you know, but in his strength, it's, it's unlimited, surpassing power of his greatness. The unmeasurable power is in you. Ephesians 1 verse 19. And that's why he says, in conclusion, be strong in the Lord. Be empowered through your union, your relationship with him. Draw your strength from him. That's why scripture says, let the weak say I am. Turn to somebody say, you may look at me at the outside, but I'm actually strong. T tell somebody that. He says, and let the poor say I'm rich. So he says, draw your strength from him. That strength 
his boundless might provides. Wow, you are loaded. Turn to somebody and say, you are really loaded. Now, the moment when we say that, your circumstances, bad experiences, what you are going through, he said, she said, they said, and whoever said, and the president is maybe going to speak tonight, and, uh, and you say, I cannot get it out of my mouth that I am strong. This mother had a rascal of a little boy, and he doesn't want to buckle himself up in the car, sitting in the front seat, and he keep on standing. And the next moment, now I know you were never parents, you didn't, never did that. The next moment, she grabbed him on the shoulder, and she said, sit, and she buckled him in. And he looked at her, and he said, I may sit in the outside, but I'm standing on the inside. So you get ready to stand on the power of his might because your calling is what God called you. And we speak about this whole month about commitment. And um, commitment is to, to live your calling. It's very important. God chose you before the angel Gabriel, Michael, every heavenly host. He called you. Now, you know how we are human beings are. God tells you to do a thing. Then you want, okay, God, confirm it. I want three Googles, five prophecies. Uh, and Lord, this is the true sign that you spoke to me. Don't let my mother-in-law phone me this week. You see, we always look, angels respond immediately to the voice of God, Psalm 103. And now God chose you and me above angels. <laughs> Turn and say, God, you really have great confidence in me. And thank you for calling me. Now, now the calling is irrevocable, it's unchangeable. And that's what God is doing right now. He's raising up a army of people to start living their calling 80% of this nation is Christians and we don't move the nation one reason people not living their calling and, and the word commitment is because your whole life is shaped and I'm just picking up where we were last week and then I'm going in today's message commitment is your life is shaped by what you committed at Show me what you focus and commit on. And I can tell you where your life is going to end in the next five months, ten months, and a year. Because I know, you know, we were there. I was also young. And this is the thing that you must discover. Because when John explained to us in John 17, you, God has a great plan for your life. That's why I sat with great generals in the Lord this week. And I said, the end time move, this move, this move. But what God's going to do is nameless and faceless. All the big shots and title people. And you cannot get close to me and my bodyguards and I need a red carpet and, and, and I preach in different churches and, and I tell them and they say, what's your fee? I don't know what they're talking about because I don't do it for money. Uh, do you need bodyguards? And uh, I said, 
I don't need a bodyguard. I don't need a special seat. I don't need special announcements. For my part, I can sit in the toilet for all what I care. And it doesn't take anything because what I'm doing for God is not bold in my character. Come on, on the giftings or on my titles. Help me. If, if your life is built on that, and I feel sorry for people who built their life on these things, those things come and go. Okay, oh my word, tend to somebody say, I hope it's not me that he's telling that. It must be somebody watching via the broadcast. Now, now listen, because what if you don't commit yourself to anything, your life will mean nothing what you committed to and uh, because commitment is the thing God is not lawlessness we're supposed to be his children I've raised children 8 o'clock they must be in bed primary school and high school they were dating then I say 10 o'clock now, you know, Lanzala's married and sometimes she do Tuesday nights at the big property. And uh, uh, now I've learned not to do it now. Then I'm awake. Sadasu Sadasi. Because you know of all the stuff that's happening. Or I phoned. She said, Dad, how old am I? I said, I know, but you don't understand. I'm a father. I'm a parent. It's because of concern, not controlling. And this is what God communicate with the church world now. Now it's not a new revelation. Everybody said, what is God doing now new? Nothing. <laughs> what he wants to do, he said to Jesus. Jesus said it. And uh, he spoke to the Father in John chapter 17. And if they can put it on the board and uh, the, the, the screen there, John 17, 18 in the message translation. Message. Woodscupper. If not, put it any translation up there. And John 17, Jesus spoke to the Father. He says, now, in the same way that you gave me, Jesus speaking to the Father, a mission in the world. In the world. I give them a mission in the world. So we are mission people. We're not season people you know that's a thing that we use and and it, it's christian knees it sounds like oh no god knows the end from the beginning god didn't look this morning and say oh i didn't know gustav was gonna be there <laughs> no he knew everything nothing takes god by surprise you see, he says, I give them, the other translation says, the same mission. Because in John chapter 20, 21, and in Amplified Translation, Jesus said this, because now he was buried, resurrected, and is ready to ascend in heaven. And listen what he said to his disciples. Then Jesus said to them again, Peace to you. Do you see the word just there? What does just mean? Netsua. Just. 
just as the Father has sent me. I forth, as the Father has sent me forth, so I may be. I am sending you. So you are with a mission on the face of the earth. What mission is this? The word just. Just as Jesus was sent, you are sent too. That's why think about this. The King of kings and the Lord of lords said, follow me. Who said it? The King of kings and the Lord of lords. Who am I? To say, no, 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 thank you. <laughs> I, I'll, I'll do it different. I'll do it my way. I'll do it somebody's revelation, somebody's book way. No, 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 no. Just as my Father has sent me, I send you. That's John. Matthew comes and I'll explain that in a while. And that's why commitment is one of the things that you need to commit yourself and you must build on this strong three foundations that's part of each other. We did the series on that. Number one, the foundation you need to build your life on is you need to know who you are. You're not an accident. You're not a freak. You're not hopeless. You're not a hireling. You're not a prodigal. You're not an orphan. You and I are supposed to be a Romans 8 person, sons and daughters of God. Who are they? Those that just go to church? No, those who are led by the Holy Spirit. So you must know your identity as a son and a daughter. That's why there's no big guns and small guns. <laughs> I sit sometimes with, you know, big men and women of God and then I listen and uh, I think my word this is amazing I am only the donkey that Jesus can ride on <laughs> that's why I, I, I've learned we're all equal we just make different sounds will you agree some make soft sometimes and some boom you know, but we're all equal. And this is the key word. You must build your life on this strong foundation of who you are. Second one, <laughs> you must know your purpose. That's what that scripture says. We were called for his purpose. That means what am I here on the face of the earth to do? I'm not here just to be born. <laughs> I was born in 19 Futsak. There in Shinkola, my mother and father had me, 1956. And, oh, Jesus, help me. This is very long ago. And, uh, and when I was born, God didn't look and say, my word, what am I going to do with him? Oh, what accident. Elsa, what did you do? No. God designed you. The only problem was that the, the toy trademark is the noses. Somebody said, I know Natasha's your daughter. And they say, Billy also have that tra trade. And 
I said, what? They said, the nose. Is it so obvious? You know, God had some people have nice noses. Look at and nice ears. My word, I like small ears that looks like, like Gustav's ears there. You know, like small peaches. Now I'm sitting with this hi-fi speakers when I speak. It moves like an elephant. God took extra clay and he didn't know what to do with it. I was maybe on the end of the product line and he said, boom, he stuffed it on my face. Took his fingers and put it in and now I have this nose with nostrils. You know, but God designed you for such a phenomenal plan. You must know who you are. You must know why are you here? What am I supposed to do? Oh, God called me to be a doctor, a police officer, a teacher, uh, a motor mechanic, uh, a banker, a, uh, a specialist, and uh, uh, a roofkeeper. You know what's a roofkeeper? Somebody watch TV without a license. In the medical profession, have that also. They call it a gynecologist. Okay, you will not get that. You'll get that later on. I didn't say any bad thing. I didn't say any ugly thing. And people say, I'm called to be a, a deacon. I mean a demon. I mean a deacon. And uh, I, I call to be. No, that's not your calling. That is there to help you with your calling. Because your vocation is not as a believer and as a child of God to be. God gave us and he helps us to come out to live out my vocation, what I am called for and designed for by God. And this is the, the thing, because if you know these three things, your, your, your identity, your purpose, and time. Time is always now. Now, there's a family, they come through a terrible experience Friday. They can tell you, not one of us ever had that in mind. Thank God Petrus was here, spent three hours, and, uh, you know, but we never had. Time is important. Turn to somebody, say, time. Now, now you can use your time significantly or waste your time. And I promise you, I don't have time to waste. 15 years, I'll be 80 years young. That's scary to me. Uh, let me see. I think I may be the most... Jesus again. Again. Okay. I think I'm the oldest here in this building. Now, listen people. And time. Paul says in Ephesians 5, redeem the time. Because there's time-wasting events to delay your time, to rob you of your time, to waste time. And we don't have time to waste. And this is the, 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 the phenomenal thing in this life because if I, uh, Jesus gave instruction, he says, occupy till I come. 
He didn't say waste time or just exist or just be on the face of the earth and let the life slaps you and, and, and tramples you and you go through things. His instruction when he hand out the talents and the pounds one time the, the, the Jesus gave this parable, he says, the King James says, the other uh, one says, use it until I come and 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 but the King James is direct translate. It says, occupy till I come. Now, there are three reasons why people don't occupy and live their calling. Number one, guilt. How many of us in this building made wrong choices in life and then guilt wants to torment you? I could have. Those that don't put up their hands, we're going to make an altar call for liars. All of us went through the thing, guilt. I could have. Why didn't I? I should have. Don't let guilt rob you. You can do nothing about yesterday. You can do nothing about 8 o'clock, whatever the date, uh, November the 12th. Where are we? Where? No, you lie. We're in the building. September the 12th and uh, at 9.30 this morning. You can do nothing about that. You will never see 9.30-2021 on September the 12th ever again in your life. You'll see it at the p.m., never a.m. So guilt. Don't let guilt because Satan works on guilt. He wants you to feel unworthy. You've messed up. You, 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 nothing is going to come right. That's all what life has left for you. I believe in people. Say, he believes in me. Now, if I believe in you, who is a human being with mistakes and shortcomings, how much more that God believes in you. That means more than anything else on the face of the earth. The second thing that people don't occupy is distractions. I had people, they say, God tells me to do this. Two weeks later, no, God changed his mind. Uh, when we had that uh, thing with the property years ago, prophets phoned me. That's why people, I don't, I, 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 I hear prophecy. But I don't base my life on it. Because some people prophesy. And there are ones that can prophesy. Some see visions and other ones sees visions. If you're in Namibia, they say, Nee, hy het een gefreed gehad, een gefreed. Nee, visioen, een gefreed. You need and I need to base our life according to the word. If it's not in the word, it's not God. And this is very important, people, because you uh, will come with guilt and then distractions. God changed his mind. God said, I must divorce my husband. Wow. You told me three years ago, God said, you must marry him. And I try you not to marry him. No, no, no. That was God. God wants, I thought God's going to use me as this great evangelist to get him safe or her safe or whatever the story may be. And it's none of my business. But don't call God in. The Bible says we make wrong mistakes and uh, then we're angry with God. 
I've done that, people. I made wrong mistakes. I became sleepwise through the years. How to listen? What is emotion? What is God? Because distractions. Many women and men of God were distracted. Why? You have an enemy that hates your guts. He hates your calling. He know God has called you. He know your name is written in the book of life. He know you are tattooed in the palm of God's hand. He know you are chosen, elected, your hand picked by God. And he wants to stop you, not to change the atmosphere and the world. And the third weapon that Satan wants to use against you, that you will not be committed and not live your calling and occupy till I come, is excuses. Wow, I didn't expect people in the 8 o'clock. There was a lot of people. That's why they had to take out the staff and the musicians to give all the guests and the newcomers a place to sit. Because, and I said, phenomenal. Because when you are committed to the cause of God, you see, God doesn't want you to, to have a date with you. A lot of people date him. So, okay, I'll do it when it's comfortable. I speak to him when it's comfortable. I'll, I'll connect with the believers when it's comfortable. That's dating. We had a family when I grew up. They had 15 children. And they didn't live, they didn't stay next to a railway track. The husband didn't work. He was this little bitty man. I mean, he was about three foot and there's nothing wrong if you're so short. And, uh, but his wife was about six foot. But they didn't work. He said, no, he's called to be God's uh, manufacturing machine. Then the wife sent him to the, that year they had working places where you send somebody that doesn't want to work, Valskalunis. Every nine months, he ran away. Then my mother said, here, mitach and alweer sit. You know, it's like Koparasi stories where I grew up. As true as the Lord. So he's away for a week. Then the police came and picked him up again. Then my mother said, watch what the gillen vertel. So they had 15 children. And they was busy. I think he drank diesel. Because now, now, you see people, excuses. So what he was only doing, he was only dating his wife. God said, I don't want to be your date. I want you to be my lover. I, I love you. That's your first calling in life. To be loved by God. And that you and I can love God back. Because there's seven unchangeable things. You can never change it. And that's why Paul addressed the church in Ephesus and Ephesians 5.15 and verse uh, 15 to 17. And he says, look carefully then how you walk. What must I do? He didn't say recklessly. 
He says, carefully. He doesn't say haphazardly. He says, then how you walk. Love dangerous as you want. Live purposefully. So God is a God of purpose. I, I, I don't want my children to get involved in ministry. I don't because we had bad days. And I said, they're going to study. And I think they studied what business, economics, whatever. And uh, then we only did two services at Lofdal. And Emmy said, there's a man sitting in the reception. He said, he's not leaving here until he had a word with you. At that time, a Korean missionary stole all the money to build the school. That's 19, whenever, 99. And uh, I said, Emmy, now, don't tell the secretaries. You know who hired them? The mafia. You never came past them. Now, I'm not like that today. I mean, you can walk whatever. I don't care. But I said, Emmy, you know, I'm so busy. We had the school and everything going. I said, I have a, she said, he, she went back. He said, I sit here until tonight. He must go somewhere home. I'm waiting. I'm the instruction of God. Now, I know when people are real. So I said, Emmy, let him come in. He said, my name is Kalk Grunewald. You don't know me. I live past Pretoria at Hengelaar's Friend. I was praying. I've never seen you. He said, God sent me here. I have a message for you from the Lord. I said, what is it? He said, God said, let that money go. Sow it. I said, can I think of it? He said, you cannot think. They're going to kill you. He said, hear the word of the Lord. He said, and the second thing, the Lord said, you try to maneuver your children. He said, God said, I've called them for the ministry and you better take your hands off them. I said, can I think about that one? He said, you have time till midnight tonight. Hear the word of the Lord. He only flew from Pretoria on his own cost, rent a car, find out where I was, came. Now, Skulk is dead now, but I've learned God has really true people. And I had to say, okay, God, I let go of the children because you have called them not to live what Gustav want but purposefully and worthily and accurately did you hear that word accurately there so worthily waardig in akirat in other words I cannot do it Frank Sinatra style who knows Frank Sinatra Jesus you old who remember that song? I'll do it my way. Oh, Gina. Help us, Jesus. Now I don't feel so bad anymore. You cannot do it Frank Sinatra style. It's either God's way or no way. Because we're here to impact a nation, to change the world, to be an atmosphere changer, to bring hope to the nations of the world. And he said, that's why love purposefully. Live hell worthily. Live accurately. He says, not as the unwise. So that letter was not written to heathen and sinners. It was written to the church in Ephesus where they spoke in tongues. Karamashaka tabaraka.
Sabanda. And then one guy interpreted, I said, here is he with the old tires, Banda. I said, here is what he said. You see, he says, not as the unwise and witless, but as wise, sensible, intelligent people. Somebody in this building shout, say, I have the mind of Christ. You have the mind of Christ. He wants you to think as God thinks. Then life becomes easy. And then it's very easy to get up in the morning. I was past five up this morning. And when I get up, I said, God, I'm ready for this day. What does my body say? He said, slop. Yes, fuck. Die pain, but you need for me to say, why am crying? You will cramp at him and say, when she cry. I say, don't be moved with all the people. I said, Devil! That's how I do it in the morning. I said, I'm God's property. Take your hands off me. I said, I'm ready. God, you're going to do some miracles today and mighty things on the face of the earth. Please, can I be part of it? Because we are sensible people. We need, that word is dulgerig. To be driven, committed to your calling. Well, Gustav, I have another revelation about calling. No, no, I'm going to help you what Jesus said, not what I said. And it's a pity that I've discovered that after many, many, many years, a few decades that I've been in ministry, I said, Jesus, we want big revelations and all these junk. While the Bible is simple and plain, we're here to raise up our army for God. And they, like David's army, they were in distress. They hide in the cave and they were bankrupt and they were worn out. And the Lord said, that's the army that's going to take the world for Jesus. That's why run, baby, run. If somebody had titles longer than the, the building. You can only be a good spiritual father if you have been a good spiritual son. He says, but not as unwise, witless, but as wise, sensible, intelligent people. Love purposefully. Love worthily. And love accurately. Now the seven unchangeable callings in your life. You cannot say, well, I will choose out of them. Now, for years. Now, maybe you have never seen that. Who, when you spoke about Galatians 5, who said, now it's, it's not a trick question, who said, the fruits of the Spirit, die vruchte van die geest, wie so gesê? Whoever said that? Thank you for your honest lovey. You're all going to lay hands now on me. When I started reading that thing years ago, it's not fruits. It's one fruit. It says the fruit. Singular. And all that fruits are included in the fruit. If you miss one, you really don't carry out the full fruit of the Spirit. Help me, people. It's the same with the seven unchangeable. It's forever settled in heaven. Because God said, I have called you. Now, if you don't believe God called you, let me give you the scripture. Because most people are just fans. You're either a fan or a follower. God doesn't want you to be a fan of him. He wants you to be a follower. 
Remember what I said. The kings of kings and the Lord of lords said, follow me. Romans chapter 8, 28 NIV translation. We know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him. Who have been called, if you can put that on, uh, according to his purpose. Did you see that letter was now written to the church in Rome? And we know that in all things God works for the good. The bad things you go through, the situation, God is going to turn it around for the good. Say, God's going to turn it around for the good. He, he works in the bad things to turn it around for the good. And we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him. Who have been called. You have been called. See, there's, there's, there's one call that you don't want to ignore. That's God's call on your life. We, we, I have true caller on my phone. And when the phone ring, they say spam or a scam. Now, if I see that come up, and sometimes they gave the name of the company, I answer, I said, okay, what scam you want to catch me with? And immediately they put the phone down. Because this is one call, God's call, that you cannot ignore. Because if you don't yield to the call, your life will be haphazard live and you will don't live in the fullness what you were designed for. In other words, you will not be fulfilled with what you're doing. Anselle came one time to me and she said, Daddy, you could have been a multi-billionaire if you didn't do all these projects. I don't like the word ministries of feeding and rescuing and buildings and school and all this stuff. I said, Anselle, just think how miserable we would be. Because money doesn't bring happiness. It makes life maybe easy. But that's my, I know very, very wealthy people. And they want to blow out their brains and they want to hang themselves and they want to do all this stuff because they don't have happiness. Well, if I can have another wife, I'll be happy. No. If you're not happy in yourself, you can make, nobody can make you happy. You need to be, because you will see the next thing that Jesus said. Because he said, who have been called according to what South Africa says, the church council says, and the world says, and somebody's revelation says, no people, that's where we have missed the thing and we're not significant. He says, who have been called according to God. That word is supposed to be capital. Uh, Afrikaans put it capital to his purpose, to God's purpose. In other words, you were designed by God, for God, to live out God's purpose. And to find out what's the use of a screwdriver. Now, I can use a screwdriver to open a tin. You use it as a chisel. You use it as um, a murderer. can use it as a murder weapon. You can. And the ladies use the screwdriver when they work in the garden to get weeds out. But that's not, that's all functions the screwdriver can do. But that's not what its purpose was. It was to put screws in and screw and unscrew. And who will tell you the inventor? Help me. The inventor knows exactly what he meant. <laughs> By 
by the screwdriver. Now you have an inventor. He called you. He says he loves you. He called you according to his purpose. Now Jesus made out of two statements, he said. Peter didn't say it. John didn't say it. Matthew didn't say it. They put it in writing. How do you know? If you have a King James Bible, it's written in red. If you have a Jimmy Schwager Bible, Jimmy speaks in red and Jesus in black. true. Listen what he says. And this is the great thing that we need to discover. Turn to somebody say, Sal hy nou to gaan? Yeah, you watch Titanic and you for hours on your cell phone with Netflix and all kinds of freaks that just give you a kick for that moment and then it's over. I'm sharing with you that can change your life if you apply the word. Let me finish this. Seven things. Seven things out of Matthew chapter 22, 37, 40. An attorney came to Jesus and he said, Master, what's the greatest commandment of the law? And Jesus replied, Jesus replied, can you read with me one, two, three? Love the Lord your God with a portion of your heart and with a little of your soul and not really with your mind. This is what's happening all over the world. Because Satan is afraid you're going to occupy, live your calling, change nations and families. He says, Love the Lord your God with all your heart. All of with your soul. All with your mind. The other translation says, with all of your strength. In other words, action is needed. Who get up on a Monday morning and say, Adam, if I get hold of you and Eve... I pull out every hair if you have hair. Why did you mess up in the garden that you have to go and work on a Monday? Because I don't feel like it. What do you do? You get out of the bed 5 o'clock, 4 o'clock, 6 o'clock, 7 o'clock, 8 o'clock, Jerry is locked. You have to. Why? Why can't we do it with God? Verse 38. He says... This is the, did you see the word there? First and the greatest commandment. It's the first and the greatest. Verse number 39. And the second is like, love your neighbor as yourself. Let's just for a bonus put in verse 40. To qualify all the law, all the law, Ten Commandments, if you have Jewish flu or not, and you believe in the name of Jesus or not, or, you know, people, all these strange stuff they have today. He says, all the law and the prophets, prophets, hang on these two commandments. Which two? 
to love the Lord your God with all of your heart, all of your mind, all of your soul, all of your strength, and to love your neighbor as yourself. Out of what Jesus said, listen, and the next thing comes seven unchangeable callings. You can never change it. You can never alter it. I don't care if Gabriel appear or Casper. Bible says even if an angel of light appear to you and preach something that contradicts the word, let him be a curse because it's not God. In other words, I must love God and I must love myself in a pride way or say I'm better. No, no, no. All of us have something to change. Guess what will I change of me? Ah! Who said that first? Brother Ashley, come here. Just because you said it, Jesus. Just because you said it. He said, no's. You have stuff that you want to change. Come on. You look in the mirror and say, my word. One mirror in front, the other one, and you become Jewish. It gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And later on, you look like F.W. de Klerk. Now, no, don't worry. Brother Hackis is there. Let me give you a secret. And there at the back, and hair doesn't grow on brains. Viana, myself, went in Costa Rica. And I said, let's go to the hair. We're going to cut off all our hair. Ekbal Kalkopis. And the lady was there. And she said, you will look really ugly without hair. I said, don't, 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 don't cut it like that. I said, just trim here. So I came back. And I shared it here. And uh, Adrian, that sings there, he went on Photoshop. And he made a picture of me. Without hair. I look like Uncle Festus of the Adams family. They look beautiful. They look beautiful. I want to look great. You see, we all have something that we had to battle with in our. And God said, You need to start loving yourself so that you can love. Other people, as you love yourself. Second thing Jesus said, he's now crucified and, and, and buried and he resurrected. And in John chapter 20, 21, and uh, John puts that in writing. And he said, just as my father has sent me, I send you. Verse chapter 17, verse 8, <laughs> he, he said, Father, just as you have sent me, I'm going to send them. And then he confirms that because that's his last words. I do wills and estates and stuff, help, can help people. And uh, what Jesus said there was the most important word. It's his last words. Again, Jesus said, peace be with you. As, 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 Netzwell. Swiss, as the Father has sent me, I am sending you. Say, I'm a sent one. I'm here with a mission. Now, now in Matthew comes now, and Matthew chapter 28. 
verse number 18. He says, all power and authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. How much authority? All. Did he say there? All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Jesus speaking. Verse number 20. Therefore, uh, 19. Therefore. His last words. John said, just as John put down where Jesus spoke, just as my father has sent me, I sent you. Therefore, speak to the 12, go and make church members. Get the crowd. (laughs) Get people attracted to you that you're important and make them your disciples. No. He says, therefore, and go and make disciples of all nations. When I start the All Nation Church with All Nations here many years ago, the mayor called me in on a Saturday and he said, I'm getting you out of this town. I'll work you out next weekend. You won't exist in this town. I'll get you out of this town. He stayed in Station Street and uh, he said, and you'll see. You rape the message of the Bible with your mixed church and that's why me now cause all the roaches and the rats and the stuff to be in town. Oh, I was maybe... Uh, Piper, or I don't know what they call it. That Sunday, they sent all the traffic department to write people tickets. They parked illegal, but they parked too far, close to the white line, too close to the pave walk. So we had many persecutions here. Sent Monday the fumigation department to come and fumigate our building. And uh, man, that was apart. It was very high. Now you know I'm not white. I said it at Loftal World Press Center. I upset so many people. They left the church. But you don't know the price we paid. Next Sunday, I came out of the, that time we call it the parsonage, the pastorie. I had a black suit and a white tie, save the penguins. My word, I said it this morning, and there was a duomany sitting in the service. And report every poll in South Africa, Southeast Africa. Mayor in scandal, Burgemeester in scandal, Mayor in scandal, immediately dismissed. And I thought, I better get the newspaper. Bought the report, that same mayor that chucked me out of town was the next weekend out of town. Now his family comes to the services today. Family, because I've learned, go and make disciples of all nations. What must I do? They must be baptized in the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Next verse, teach them. Teach them. And teaching them to do what? To obey everything I, as Jesus, have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Out of that, there's seven verbs, seven powerful things that Jesus said out of that two scriptures. And until you start living that, you're not living, you're only existing. And God doesn't want us to exist. The, the, the Muslims, the Hindus, the jo- Jolly Witnesses, the hormones, what was they call The Mormons. This year, since last year, aggressively 
evangelizing South Africa to make it Muslim states, Hindu states, Buddhist states. They're building Bronkwortspreit, the most beautiful Buddhist temple, millions. They built mosques all over there in Platakloof, close where we live. There they built the most biggest mosque in that area. And uh, here the Christians say, sorry that I'm alive, Jesus. Oh, if I can just make it to heaven. Oh, when you can, somebody asked me the other day, when can we sing that chorus again? I said, which one? When we all, when we all get to heaven, what a day. I said, I don't want to sing that song because I haven't achieved anything yet on the face of the earth. I said, I'm here. I said, if I die, I die. That's okay. I'm going to live in and I'm going to be part of the great cloud of witnesses. But we need to deal with the things that so easily beset us and hinder us to live out this great callings. One day, and have you ever read in scripture, we're going to stand before the Lord to give account what did I do with my life that I occupy. Romans chapter 5, 17, and rule in this life as a king. Say, I am a king. If you ladies say, I'm a queen. <laughs> say, I'm a queen king because I'm ruling. I am ruling. You have been given authority, dominion, and power. Now, let me finish this, and then we, 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 we're done. Paul says, in Ephesians chapter number 1, verse 18 to 19, my prayer is that light will flood your hearts and that you will understand the hope that was given to you when God called you. Then you will discover the glorious blessings that will be yours together with all of the God's people. Now the Amplified says, so I pray that you may know and understand. A lot of people know, but they don't understand. That's where I was, people. I knew things. They could have put me on an island and I will bring a church to establish it. But I didn't understand. You have a calling. We grew up in the time. There's one main man and he's the man. <laughs> and when I start preaching, I was one of the first preachers by his grace and mercy to promote women preachers. Oh my Jesus, I was in trouble. Somebody sent me out of the Transvaal the other day a text and said, stop what Paul says. He was not a lawman. He was a rebel. You can only preach what Peter said. And I said, oh my word, this man is a big trouble. And he is. Because he ended up in a ditch. Paul says, I want you to understand. That, uh, the, uh, listen, now what the Amplified says, he says, now this is what you have. Say, I have it. Say one more time, I have it. You see, the enemy wants you to feel unworthy. He wants you to feel hopeless. You're no good because somebody said something, somebody made a remark, and somebody wrote you a letter, and somebody prophesied about your junk in the trunk. That's what you're carrying. We need to get the junk out of the trunk this morning. Lives are important. He says, what is, you must know and understand, what is the immeasurable? You have a power of God in you, you cannot measure it. He says the unlimited, you cannot bring an end to that. He says that and surpassing greatness of God's power that's in us and for us. So you're not alone. You load it, hallelujah, with the power of God. He says, this is the key that's going to help you to tap in. Who believe? Believe, have faith. What is faith? God said it. I believe it. Now I do it. I act upon it. 
and I receive it. Hallelujah. He says, and for who believe, as demonstrate in the working of his mighty strength. <laughs> Number one, calling you have in your life. What you are called for, you can never change it. Because the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Uh, Gustav, are you going to play for us? I'm so glad if they gossip about me. I say, no, it's Gustav. It's not me. They say, your name is, I said, no, I'm Toy. The real Gustav is there. No, Gustav, he's so sweet. That's why she loves him so much. And uh, listen, your first calling, you can never change it. You can never twist God's arm. It's forever settled in heaven. It comes out of these two instructions. To love the Lord your God, love yourself, and go and make disciples, baptize, teach them. Number one, you are called to be loved by God. Have you ever felt, and I was there in a time in my life, God, where are you? Do you really love me? Because you know here down the road is somebody, they're not serving God, they're prosperous, they drive the new cars, you battle with jump cables and pliers and wire. They have money, you suffer, and you say, God, how does this work? God said, I want you to know I love you. I love you. I love you. He says, because I love you, I want you to love me back. I just want you to love me. To say I love God means I have a love relationship with Him. I speak to God as I speak to people. I don't change the tone of voice and say, Oh God, Heavenly Father, and the Lord said, Gabriel, who's speaking there? It looks like good stuff. Now what's wrong with these vocal cords today? I speak to God by His grace because I love Him. I accepted the Lord in 1969. That's the Bitkurnov medicine. Oh, some of you will not get that. That's okay. 52 years ago did I ever disappoint God yes I backslider 1979 I was a backslider for two years I preached and people gave their hearts to the Lord and God healed people then I walk out of that meeting and I say God I didn't bluff anybody just myself you honored your word and I had an encounter with God that I never look back. You are called to be loved with all your shortcomings, circumstances, situations. Because everything works for the good. For those that love God and God loves you. Your first calling. That means I am a worshiper. I worship you, Lord, with everything. Cars, houses, land, money, jewelry. I had a three solid carat diamond ring. I preach amongst the gypsies in the U.S. and uh, all the boys and the men wears these big uh, solid carrot and diamonds and they gave it to me. 
and uh, with a lot of money. Flew to Paris, France. After I asked everybody, they'd tell me what's your dream. And a man who had a, had a stroke, a withered hand, he was our chauffeur in Paris. My word, I prayed. I even did this. I don't know what that means because I thought we're never going to come. He doesn't stop at a traffic light. He doesn't stop at a stop sign. He just go on. I said, Jesus, I don't know what it is that you put in the toothbrush, the towel, the soap, and your shoes. I, I said, and you know what? And he said, I want to build an orphanage in Madagascar. I said, why don't you do this? I don't have the money. I said, you have it. What do you mean? I said, I'm flying back to the U.S., then to South Africa, and I'm flying back. I'm bringing you a three-solid diamond that you can sell. And I gave it to him. And he built the orphanage. And on that trip, God gave me money <laughs> to build orphanages. Because of love, that's only tools. You're called to be a worshiper. You worship by yourself and you worship with the family. Because we're two standing in agreement will say 10,000 to flee. The second calling of your life, you're called to belong. God never called you to be an island, to be an orphan and, and to sing. Ek in my huis, ons al die dien. Ek in my huis, dan sit net ons vier. No, God called you to be a long to a family. said that's his church Christ is the head the letters was written to the local church you must belong to a local church Christoph do you want to get me no no that's not what I want to do I want you to belong to the family of God church is not a building we go to only or a place that we just visit it's a family I belong to and I'm part of the family of God the Bible says you are a leg an arm a nose an eye an eye is a beautiful thing it picks up rays and sends the signals to your brain that's how we can see but take the eye out of the socket and put the sucker there and see what happens to that eye it's useless Ephesians 4 the prophet, the apostle, prophet, teacher, evangelist, the shepherd has been given to equip the saints for the work. That's what they were given, not to be these big shots. Now, oh my Jesus, I know now I'm in trouble again. And then, so that they can build up the body. That letter was written to the local church. <laughs> because we are a many-member body. I am maybe the small toe in the feet and you the nose, the teeth, the tongue. You are very prominent. I hide here in the shoe. And please don't buy pep store shoes in summer. Your foot got so stuck. Here in the sun brand past the rice corner. I know. I was there. Nothing wrong with pep stores. I'm just saying. We call to be part of a family. And the world is our mission field. It's not a... Group that says it's only us that go no 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 God needs to do it through the body of Christ all over the world you need to belong he called you to be part of a family because in your family you will discover things that you where you're weak they will help you to become strong where they weak you make them strong God never called us and made us perfect have you discovered that 
Number three, you're called to become like Christ. You must be discipled. Who's the person that says no in your life? And who's the person that says yes in your life? A disciple is a learner. Somebody that learns to become. We have phenomenal preachers in this organization. This families. They preach better than myself. They prophesy better. They're more anointed. And they're going to do greater things. And I'm not afraid to say it. Because I understand how God's body works. John on the Isle of Patmos, he heard a voice. And when he turned around, he first saw the seven golden candlesticks, the seven churches, the seven local churches, before he saw the Son of Man walking amongst them. If you want a full revelation of Jesus, you need to understand his church. If you want to have a full revelation of the church, you need to understand Jesus. You can never separate to say, I belong to Christ. And you may be the lover. There's a head with a liver and the liver is bleeding. The liver needs a body. See, this is the context of the word. They have watered down the new teachings here in the Western Cape East. The local church is the prostitute of the book of Revelation and its institution and it's unbiblical and it's Babylon. No, that's why they're so powerless. Form of godliness, no power. You must become a disciple. That means I become like Jesus. If the world looks at me, do they see Jesus? Or do they see religion? Do they see Jesus in his servanthood? Or do they see pride and arrogance? Greatness comes through serving. Through serving. I can carry your suitcase. I can broom. I can wash a toilet. It doesn't take my dignity. Because I'm here to serve. Oh, it's quiet. Say somebody, say, push that forward button. It sounds he's not on uh, ever ready batteries. He's on Duracell. He doesn't stop. I'm, ne- I'm nearly done. Everybody is awake now. Number four, unchangeable. You're called to, be just to serve. You're called to serve. That's why uh, we have a, a, a ministry. And we do the life classes, everything we've got anew, that people will know that you don't need to wait till next Sunday to say, God, I gave my heart to the Lord and I I said yes to ministry. I want to help you to discover and start your journey with God. The unemployment office of heaven are closed. If you're in traction, coming out of traction to come in action again. You're called to be a blessing, to bless people. Usher musical media teams uh, welcome people whatever you do sing serve it's what we call Jesus was called the man with the largest towel on the face of the earth he stood up from the table and started washing his disciples feet today people don't want no I'm important (laughs) I was doing a funeral with uh, university people and professors and they all had these humongous titles and I'm just Gustav and uh, and I warned the place where it was I said you're going to see a manifestation today and then the guy came to me he said what you said was true that guy said what special seat is assigned 
to me. I said, tell him the toilet, the one without the seat. Because I cannot stand nonsense like that. You hear, you call to serve. You called number five to be sent. Go and make disciples, your neighbors, this one, that one. Tell them about Jesus, that parking attendant, that waiter that's going to wait on you today. Say, man, do you know Jesus? You called. The only thing you take eternity, people. Number six, you called to pray personally and you called to pray with other people. Pray. You must pray. Jesus prayed. He demonstrated all these seven qualities out of that scripture. Teach them. Teach them everything. The disciples come to him and say, Jesus, will you please teach me how can I be an apostle? Or a pastor, Lord. Jesus, can you help me how to do the gifts? How to raise the dead? No, they didn't ask that. Not once. Teach us how to pray. Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Let thy kingdom come. How? As it is in heaven, let it manifest through this earth and in this earth. That's God's desire. Call to pray alone. Call to pray with people. If you couples, pray together, please. Pray. Pray together. If you have nobody in your life, ask somebody, will you pray with me? If you have family, pray. Pray. And number seven, you're called to be generous in faith. To be a giver. To give your life. If you have two and your brother lacks and you close your heart for him, how does the love of God be in you? Love is always demonstrated through giving. Through giving. That's why I believe lovers of God are generous givers. Are givers. Given it shall be given back to you. You give because you're a lover. You don't give because somebody stands you with a baton. You give because there's instruction in the word to do what? Bring the tithes. Bring the offerings. Honor the Lord with your first. That's biblical. That's what Jesus said. Teach them. You give them something to eat. And if you this morning to make a quality decision about your calling, that's how you're going to be strong. Gustav, I'm unworthy. I've made these mistakes. Paul was a murderer. He was a Christian terrorist. Killed the Christians. And he said, I'm the least. <laughs> but he wrote most of the New Testament. Don't walk in guilt. Don't be distracted. And don't fabricate excuses. Because the excuse will hinder you that greatness will connect with your capacity. And this morning, every person in this building, God has you on His agenda. He called you. He named you. He numbered you. He wants you. He needs you. He actually could have used anybody. But because He said, I need you, young man, Nolan, the sweet family, God needs you.
I'm too old. I'm too young. I'm too skinny. I'm too big. I'm, I'm, I'm too beautiful. I'm too ugly. So what? God called you. God called you. Are you also going on holiday? Did you pack in your hair also? Teasing Nolan. Listen, family. I stopped preaching the first time when I was 15 years of age. And I never stopped preaching. This morning, say, Gustav, we didn't bargain for this. Well, this is the most valuable time you have invested this morning. Because it's all about your tomorrow and your now and your future. Are you ready for your calling? It was her birthday. Um, I'll send you the address. She all invites you. She has um, a buffet and, um, and oh, and pudding. She said, and pudding. So you're all invited to her place. She lives in a mansion here up. Are you ready to say yes again? Every day, my brother, when I wake up, I had to say yes. Because distractions and situations. You know, the queen has gone for months. sat in front of her bed and I hold her hand she was already gone my mind spun back she was 15 and I'm 18 when we married we were the youngest ministers in South Africa that pastored a church we never use excuses of money not a car to preach Second of May that morning. My mind started running of a journey of 47 years. Actually 52 because I know her since she was nine. And I said, God, that day there, I'll never, I remember that times. I never use a lack or a situation as an excuse not to live that's okay for the king of glory my mission to get you to your calling you're great you're going to impact Satan tries on the one hand there's strange laborers in the harvest field but God needs his body he needs you this morning on the tip of Africa every church without preaching that people will say yes Lord I'm going to do it I'm going to do it we're going to start a new church in Robertson waiting for the buildings and we hope the president will announce that we can move to Tableview, a new family just moved in there from and Bloberg area and because they saw me apply and that's Dr. Gustav. Now I don't want that. They saw it on the, now they sent me consulting rooms and 74 squares. I said, man, stop this nonsense. We need a two, 300 squares that we need to do something. And there's a property that we after to buy. Gonna do and plot a clue of, wait the cover to lift. 
Durban Wall. Because we're here to change lives, I don't have time to waste anymore. In Langeban, we have people. Because we're going to be people of impact. Impact. Are you ready this morning? If you don't know Jesus as Lord and Savior, I want to give you the opportunity. Say, Gustav, I go to church and, you know, I was also a churchgoer for all my life, actually. I, when I backslid, I learned the world. I never knew the world. And uh, by the 1969 November, I gave my heart to the Lord Jesus Christ because I realized I need him. I was 13 years young. I served God. Was not perfect, it's not perfect now. <laughs> but it's a yes to the calling. Yes. And if you're here to say, God, I, I heard the seven, I'll, I'll, I'll commit my life to Jesus. He asked it. I don't ask, I'm just here to help you to achieve it and to step in it. Don't let the past keep you back. Don't let mishaps keep you back. Don't let somebody's, what he said and she said and they said and accusations and don't let it do. If I had to listen to soothsayers of people, I would be gone long ago. But this morning it's important. And if you're that person, if you don't know Jesus, raise your hand. Our viewers, if you don't know Jesus, this is your morning this morning to say, Jesus, I come to you. Forgive me my sin. Wash me in the blood. Cleanse me. I had Friday afternoon in that memorial service of the steward, husband and wife. I had salvations. People gave their hearts to Jesus. And if you already gave your heart to the Lord, those that haven't given their heart to the Lord and those that said, I gave my heart to the Lord, but this morning I say yes to this calling. I refuse just to live haphazardly. I have a purpose in this life. And it's God's purpose, God's will. I let go of my will so that His will can come. I let go of my kingdom so that His kingdom can come. Will you stand with me right now? Oh, I surrender. I surrender. I surrender all. I surrender. I surrender all, all to Thee, my blessed Savior. I surrender all. It's surrender. Jesus, it's Your people. It's Your church. We surrender this morning to the great calling what you have called us. Forgive us, Lord. I'm sorry if we have wasted time through our guilt, distractions, and excuses. This morning we put ourselves on the altar. 
to say, here I am, Jesus. I give myself away so that you can use me. You're going to be so powerful, people. You're going to minister. You're going to impact. You're going to change lives. When the summer is back, I'm going back to the stadiums and uh, get our people to minister there and break out and break through. But this morning, Lord, we surrender unto Jesus. And we say, here I am. Use me so that I can live out the seven great assignments on my life. What you have called me to do, to love you, Jesus. All of my heart, all of my mind, all of my strength, all of my soul, everything. To love myself so that I can love other people. And to go and make disciples. Baptize them, teach them. We say thank you. We say thank you right now. In Jesus' name. Just say after me, say Jesus. Thank you this morning for your word. Your word is eternal. Thank you that you have called me. Thank you that you have given me everything in this life so that I can complete my godly assignment. Jesus, I thank you that you love me. And Lord, I just want to say I love you this morning. I love you, Lord. And I just want to lift my voice and honor you because you're so great. Lord, I'm going to build my life around you because I seek first the kingdom of God today. Do it as God is doing it. Thank you, Lord, that my needs will be supplied. I'm, <laughs> Lord, that I'm healed by your stripes. My family is healed and restored in the mighty name of Jesus, the living Christ. And we say thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Listen the word of the Lord. Some of you are in dire straits. In the next 24 hours, your circumstances is going to change. Hear the word of the Lord. In the next 24 hours, you can write it down and you will come and testify what God had done for you. In the next 24 hours, I preached at a place and I went to a young man and I said, I see folders of a court case and terrible situation. I said, son, that's a Sunday night. I said, tomorrow when you get to the court, you will walk out free. And he had a serious situation. He went to the court. He sat there. They never called his name. He went to the clerk of the court. He said, sorry, sir. There's no record of you. There's no folder like this. We don't know what. What are you doing here? Go home. <laughs> and that's about 30 years ago. Preached by the grace of God in Louisiana. I walked to a lady. I said, uh, I see a situation this week. God's going to come through for you. And your son will be free. He was up for murder. They need to uh, um, put the defonis sentence on him the next day. She said, she came after the service. She said, young man, that's why I liked her because she was quite older than me. She said, and that happened a few years ago now. She said, are you serious? I said, this is what God said. I never tell you. And dogma, and I'm not here to impress people. 
She drove all the way from Baton Rouge to New Orleans. That's a 45 to an hour and a half drive. The next morning, she got a phone call, 7 a.m., the judge. He said, are you so-and-so? Yes. He said, I need to sentence your son today. He said, I couldn't sleep the whole night. He said, and something made me aware of something in this case that we overlooked. Your son will be a free man today. And that morning, the son walked out there free. He was up for murder. He never did it. That's what God can do. These people that had uh, uh, the SARS, uh, their own SARS, hundreds of thousands, and they start to say, God, if your word is true, we're going to respond to the word. And SARS contacted them and said, we write it off. It happened recently. Never limit God. He owns everything, what you need. And He can do it. And He will do it again and again. In Jesus' name. Are you blessed this morning? Now I know there's social distance. I sat in the airplane packed, packed. I mean packed, packed, packed. But just walk to somebody and say, you are called. You are destined for greatness. God's power is upon your life. And you're going to live out every... Walk to somebody, tell somebody that. In Jesus' name. Pastor Johan, close for us in prayer. And tonight, 6 p.m., we broadcast. Visit there at the back. Rainier will be there if you need any information. Father God, we come to you in the name of our lover, Jesus Christ. Father God, so many people dedicated and rededicated their lives to you this morning. And I want to pray for them, Father God, that you, through your Holy Spirit and through the living spoken word, will change their lives forever and make them life changers, make them disciples. Father God, I pray for this ministry, for each and every single person standing here. Everyone that's been called by God, I decree in the name of Jesus that you will become disciple makers. I decree in Jesus' name a changed Cape Town, a Western Cape that has been changed by disciples coming from this ministry. Father God, we also pray this morning for each and every family. All those that's been mentioned earlier this morning, the Father Mervis, and everybody, Father God, that you will come and comfort them. Make us the comforters by your Spirit. Father God, we pray for each and every person that's going through troubled times. People that has lost lives and family members. Thank you, Lord, that very soon and very soon, this whole thing will change, this virus, and that we can come and crowd crowd the churches and crowd the, 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 the stadiums again so that people can be made disciples but Father God we want to take your word this morning everything that you gave us this morning and we want to make it our own in Jesus wonderful name we praise you we honor you you're such a wonderful God and we love you we love you Lord Jesus we love you Lord Jesus Amen and Amen